I'd like to welcome you to this recorded service for Sunday the 30th of August 2020, which is the 12th Sunday after Trinity. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker, and in today's service we have contributions by John Alexander Head, who's leading our prayers, and Judith Meehan reading the Bible for us. We also have songs recorded by the singers of St Martin in the Fields, but... Let us now take a few moments of quiet to prepare ourselves to take part in this service too. Our first hymn is Church of God, Elect and Glorious.
Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for this Sunday. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray, and to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Romans 12, 9-21 Love must be real. Hate what is evil. Stick fast to what is good. Be truly affectionate in showing love for one another. Compete with each other in giving mutual respect. Don't get tired of working hard. Be on fire with the Spirit. Work as slaves for the Lord. Celebrate your hope. Be patient in suffering. Give constant energy to prayer. Contribute to the needs of God's people. Make sure you are hospitable to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them, don't curse them. Celebrate with those who are celebrating. Mourn with the mourners. Come to the same mind with one another. Don't give yourself airs, but associate with the humble. Don't get too clever for yourselves. Never repay anyone evil for evil. Think through what will seem good to everyone who is watching. If it's possible, 
As far as you can, live at peace with all people. Don't take revenge. My dear people, but allow God's anger room to work. The Bible says, After all, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. If you do this, you will pile up burning coals on his head. Don't let evil conquer you. Rather, conquer evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our next hymn is Father, Hear the Prayer We Offer. The Gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 16. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. From then on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he would have to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised on the third day. Peter took him and began to tell him off. That's the last thing God would want, Master, he said. That's never, ever going to happen to you. 
Jesus turned on Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You're trying to trip me up. You're not looking at things like God does. You're looking at things like a mere mortal. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to come after me, they must give themselves up and pick up their cross and follow me. Yes, if someone wants to save their life, they must lose it. And if anyone loses their life for my sake, they will find it. What use will it be otherwise, if you win the whole world but forfeit your true life? What will you give to get your life back? You see, the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward everyone for the work they have done. I am telling you the truth. Some of those standing here will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, we pray that you would speak to us through your written word that we may see Jesus better and follow him. Amen. The events that took place around Caesarea Philippi were really quite a challenge. We heard last week how the disciples were taken by Jesus to this area just north of Israel, uh, and there they were placed a question. Who do people say that I am? And followed up with, who do you say that I am? Who is this man, this carpenter from Nazareth? What do we say he is? Who would you, if really pressed, say that Jesus was? The place, Caesarea Philippi, is named, as you might guess from the word, uh, in honour of Caesar. Uh, On the hillside there, there used to be a white marble temple where Caesar was worshipped. And all around were the temples to other Roman and, in fact, Greek gods as well. But before Herod, who was a great crawler, um, uh, named the town in honour of Caesar, it was called Banis, a form of the Greek word Pan, who was thought to have been born in a grotto in the hillside there. Ban or Pan is the fertility god, and uh, the place has actually resumed that name today. Banis is still a place there, uh, just north of Israel. You could ask why it's resumed that name, and I, I guess fertility gods are more popular than emperors. But anyway, this hill, as I say, north of Israel is also close to the source of the River Jordan. That's a river that's symbolic of so much for the people of Israel, the river they had to cross to enter the Promised Land, the river that watered the Promised Land, and so forth. Truly, Caesarea Philippi is a multicultural, multi-religious, diverse setting. And that's the place where the carpenter asks the question, who am I? And then, quite calmly, 
accepted Peter's worship of him as God's only son. Goodness, we think that sometimes living in a multicultural, multi-religious society lets us off the hook in this day and age. We think in some way, oh, it's more difficult uh, to have a strong witness to Jesus when everybody has other ideas. No. We today have to choose, just as they did then 2,000 years ago, between other world religions sensuality, fertility gods and so forth, and Jesus. We, like Peter, are called to speak publicly Jesus' name. Isn't it English to be embarrassed to talk about Jesus? Now Peter also called Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the promised one, the, the chosen one. But Jesus wanted that part kept secret. I wonder why. I think it's because no one, not even the disciples, understood what that meant. Everybody thought the Messiah was coming to chuck out the Romans, make Israel great again. Where have we heard something like that before? Today, people have expectations too. Wrong ones, sometimes. We fall into the temptation of thinking Jesus is like us. We think that Jesus has our own prejudices. I know some people think that Jesus prefers traditional language in church, preferably in a historic building. But what if he loves different music as well? What if he likes different buildings? Maybe he doesn't fit our expectations. Of course, some people think that Jesus loves white people. They think he is a white man. What if he loves coloured people? What if he loves other people? Of course, some people think that Jesus loves the cultured and the rich and those who are proper and know what to do. What if he loves the poor and those who've got no opportunities and and those who are marginalised and left behind and those who are sick and those who are dying? Jesus doesn't fit our expectations. Jesus' whole mission actually involved not setting people free from a political problem, but suffering identifying with our pain and loss, taking into himself our sin and wickedness and dying. In fact, said Jesus, anybody who would follow this wandering carpenter had better be ready to do without their comforts, to suffer even, in Jesus' words, to take up their cross. Peter didn't want that. The other disciples didn't want that. And I'm suspecting that when Matthew wrote his gospel, his first readers didn't want that either. After all, when Matthew wrote his gospel, the Emperor Nero was in the habit of burning Christians for fun. But then we don't want to suffer either. 
However, Jesus says, verse 25, Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for Jesus will find it. It's a familiar and simple story at Caesarea Philippi, but a story full of challenge. A challenge to choose between all the other gods and Jesus. A challenge to name Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. A challenge not to try and squeeze Jesus into our comfortable ideas, but let him be Jesus. And a challenge to be willing to suffer to follow him. It's a huge cost, but the reward of life itself is even greater still. Let us not hang back, but let us grasp this this life that he offers firmly, whatever the cost. Let us face the challenge and follow Jesus. Amen. And now a piece of music, a new hymn by Robert Willis, In a world where people walk in darkness...
our prayers. At the end of each prayer, after I say, Lord, hear us, the response is, Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. From Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. We praise you, Lord. You remain master of all. During this summer, we have enjoyed the joys of your creation. You speak to our hearts through your Holy Word and through your Holy Spirit. We thank you. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Father, we often fall short of your standards. We forget to call upon you in our anxiety. We forget to have faith, Lord, that you are there to uphold us. Forgive us, we pray. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Father, we have so many requests to bring before you. We pray, Lord, for the schools in our benefice. First, Lord, we want to offer up to you the new head teachers moving into schools and pray that your Holy Spirit will be through them as they seek to take up their role with a new team of people. We pray, Lord, that our schools will remain safe for our children and particularly for our teachers. We pray, Lord, that for our teachers, you will give them patience and energy as they adapt to the new ways of working. And we especially ask, Lord, that you protect the teachers from infection. And Lord, we pray also for our children, that our children will be restored by their return to routines, seeing their friends and learning again. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we pay we pray for people returning to their workplaces, that they will be protected by procedures and by good sense, and that they won't feel anxious. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And Lord, we, we pray especially for those people who have no workplace to which to return. Help them, Lord, to cope with the difficulties and give them hope of new employment. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we offer up to you anyone who considers themselves to be vulnerable to infection. 
We think, Lord, of those with specific medical conditions, and we think of the elderly who now have a surprisingly young threshold. And we pray that these people will be supported by family and friends. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we pray for those who are feeling mental stress through isolation, through restricted movement, or due to the absence of events to look forward to on the horizon or the absence of gathering with their friends. We ask you to strengthen them, Lord. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And finally, Lord, we pray for our own church, that we can return to worshipping you as your family, able to speak and to sing your praises. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We offer these prayers to you, Lord, through your Son, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, trusting in his great mercy for us. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You, Let Me Be As Christ To You.
May the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.